Hello and welcome for the second time because I did forget to click the record button that first time. Welcome to Split the Screen episode 17. I've been preparing. I'm I did this. Uh I did some uh you know a little bit of work on this podcast. And you did work? in my Yeah, I prepared when did it. That happen? About 15 seconds ago, I just looked on Spotify and the last episode was 16. So this one must be episode 17 if we're going in uh numerical ben order. Can count. I can look yes. at me so clever. Welcome, this is Split the Screen. We talk about video games once a week, normally on a Thursday. So if you're uh, listening to this on Spotify or whatever, and you go in, wait a minute, what day is this? We're doing it on a Wednesday because the one, the only, the legendary uh, Ed Nightingale over here is uh, doing something special tomorrow, are you, Ed? Well, it's all, my, it's all my fault. Actually, it's not my fault. It's the BAFTA's fault. Um, tomorrow is the, like the BAFTA Daftas. Game Awards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The BAFTA Game Awards tomorrow at 7pm. Uh, please go and watch. Um, so yes, I will oh. be busy covering that. So we're doing this a day early. Are you Are you going to be like live streaming or live uh, messaging it? What's it called? Live you blogging? Know, live tweeting? Live blogging. Logging. Whatever you yeah. feel like. No, it's, uh, it's, it's just going to be me watching it live and then frantically writing a story about it afterwards. Um, a bit like with the Nintendo and, and uh, PlayStation Directs and all that stuff. Brilliant. Um, Sarah says, I am into Ed's hair today. I think that means your hair's Absolutely a mess. Absolutely not. Like, I mean, you've got us back on visuals today. I haven't had a haircut unlike you. So mm, I'm on the edge yeah. of like Lawrence Cheney over here, which needs oh. to be sorted out. <laughs> Lawrence, did you enjoy uh, the end of Drag Race <laughs> no, last week? I shouldn't week? have mentioned that. Let's not talk about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm still bitter. It's <laughs> still angry. Whoever won, I mean, obviously, we will not do any spoilers, but uh, Ed was not happy where you Ed. No, I did have a big, like, hour-long rant to my partner after that doesn't, that doesn't sound like you. Uh, <laughs> how was your week critical? been, anyway? Apart Never. from, uh, yeah. Well, you are a critic. That is your name. It, like, your job title, job. anyway. Oh, we didn't get a good slip, then. Slip? Oh, slip. I'll, give, I'll give you a proper hand. It's a bit hot. Hang on. Oh, it's going to dribble down your chin that well. <laughs> Don't that happen. Uh, so, well, thank you for so that slurp. I've got some Oreos to dip in as well. Ooh. These are Lady Gaga Oreos, which are literally normal Oreos in pink packaging, which was very disappointing. Eh. Yeah. Do, do anyway, they say Lady Gaga on even. them? Okay, this is how Ed eats his Oreos. Um, <laughs> do they say Lady Gaga on the side or anything? There's a QR code for some... For some performance shit I'm not interested in. I just, I wanted like pink Oreos and they're just normal. Oh, that's disappointing. That's very disappointing. Um, so, so we've got one of our fans down here squeaking. They do not taste of Gaga, unfortunately, Mr. <laughs> Wibble. Uh, that's the thing. I wanted to know what does Lady Gaga taste like if she were a biscuit? Okay. Apparently she tastes you. like normal Oreos, which is very boring. Plain. Very plain. Um... <laughs> Dover Daddy says, there are two handsome bearded men on my screen. I had to check. I didn't have prawn hub open. Prawn hub. Sarah, how else do you eat an Oreo? You've like, got to split them open, lick out the cream, and then devour them. Ah, <laughs> oh. And then wipe your face because you get brown bits all over it. Yeah, you don't want brown bits on your face. No. <laughs> anyway, Ed, what games have you been... Well, what have you been up to this week? Let me see for a minute. Okay, well, you? this week I've been back at work. Um, be working at 
at the school for like two hours every morning and it's been horrific i've got i've had to wake a up at 9 a.m two hours of work a day i know what well i mean i do world? do five hours of streaming as well on top of that so it kind of evens itself out i'd say i've also been doing so today is day five of 100 days of stream on the 100th day it's my birthday so we do 100 days of stream and um yeah today's day five so i'm going to be streaming every single day for the next 95 days god help us all i know people choose to tune in do they <laughs> just, <laughs> <have> it. <laughs> just have it just have the automatically click on it and they're like oh shit no i need to what am i doing what am i doing um yuffie says that she knew someone who turned the oreo cream into balls and ate it that was different interesting oreo... that sounds messy oreo cream is nice I would just eat the cream on its on its own, to be honest. Yeah, although isn't it not even cream? I think it's vegan. I can't remember what it's made of. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. Sure Oreos are vegan. It's pure sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's like the chicken pot noodle is uh, vegetarian uh, friendly. Interesting. So, what uh, what have you been up to this week then? I've been very busy. Lots of games. Lots of writing. Um, I wrote a great piece today about um, NYX Cosmetics that have released a Tetris range of makeup. Oh, is that um, how you pronounce and it? And as someone who literally does not wear makeup ever, probably should, um, that was a fun ride to write. Um, <laughs> I've also done, much more interestingly, um, I did an interview today with Elle Ossley Woods, who is presenting the BAFTA Game Awards tomorrow. Um, she is journalist and presenter. She is very, very cool. Um, really, really, really lovely woman. And we had so you wouldn't want to embarrass around... yourself, would you, in front of her? No, you wouldn't want to embarrass yourself. And we had a great chat around diversity and representation in the, in the industry and, and in the nominees. And it was all great. And then I watched back the recording of the Zoom call and realized that I had my camera turned off for the entire call. <laughs> so here's me like nodding me like, mm, 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 like trying to react. I thought you were so rude. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do what you do kind technology? of does that? Yeah. She's probably like, oh, wow, this asshole doesn't want to show it. And she was on camera? Yeah. And so, so was the like... PR. And she was looking a little bit blankly. And I was thinking like, oh, can she see me? I don't know. But no, I would be can't. fiddling with technology like in the middle of a call. I was too focused on my questions. But yeah, now I look like that rude asshole. He's like, oh, I don't want to show my face on a call. Are you going to message her? I might do if she, if she shares the article. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that article from that rude asshole that wouldn't even show his face. <laughs> How awkward, yeah. So, Ed, let's go, let's go into the games then. What games have been splitting your time this week? Me, I'm remembering the names. Too many. Too <sighs> many games. There's just Well, we haven't got too long. We don't, we don't. Like, we were chatting about this yesterday, and I know that it's a really, like, wanky, privileged thing to say, but I feel like there's just too many games to play. There's too many things. There's, like, big reviews coming up. Like Monster Hunter's about to hit, which is going to be massive. Um, so, um, you know, it's uh, that's going to be next week. But that's going to be a huge game to play through. Um, mm. I've also got a review of Balan Wonderworld planned. Um, oh. So I'll be talking about that next week. We've played some Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I stupidly <laughs> downloaded Siege because you were playing it. And I played yeah. it for half an hour, decided this is shit. And I really regret it. <laughs> I mean, you can get the refund if you got it on Steam. <laughs> But we'll play some. We'll We're going to play, play some, some tonight, together. aren't we? Maybe. I, I, I did the uh, the training mode and literally oh, yeah. did like three missions and was like, this is this is way too hard. 
Yeah, it really is. But I mean, the training mode is really difficult. But you just you play with friends. I feel like it's easier to play with friends than to do that training mode. I hope so. I mean, yeah. I just can't play with a mouse and keyboard. I can't get my head around it. I like controversially because I know most people play shooters on a uh, you know on PC with a mouse and keyboard. I would much rather play with a controller with twin sticks. I find that so much easier for some reason. It's just that's what I've grown up with, and clicking on things to shoot them doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and I think he's about to take back her invitation to play. Uh, <laughs> to us playing it on the play, if you play it on PS5, it's it's had an I think it's had an update for the PS5, and it actually is pretty good on there with the mouse. Well, that's great, controller. Then, but I've just bought it on Steam, so that doesn't really work. <laughs> oh well, that's on you. <laughs> no, that's on you. I'm blaming you entirely for this. Um, I can't help being an influencer. You're influenced by watching me play Siege, and you ended up buying it. I'll don't go down the influencer line just because you're <laughs> getting paid and getting free gifts for these things now. I didn't get paid. I just got, yeah, I did get a copy of Siege, but I was, I already had it. But I got unlocked every operator now. Not that I ever play with any different ones. Just the ones I know. It's I really mean, cool, do, Siege. I do like that there is uh, a gay operator, which is nice. Which mm. is the one that I will immediately pick. Flores. Because it yes. means flowers, of course. Of course it does. Yeah. Um... But no, the, the main game that I played at the weekend and finished, which mm. I mentioned last week, is Control, which I loved. Good. Until the end. Okay. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil the end for anyone who hasn't played it. It just fell a bit flat. And I think it's because it's up to that point, it's this weird mystery of supernatural stuff and all these twists and turns. And you're thinking like wow, like, where is this going to go? And then it just kind of goes, meh, and yeah. just ends. And I think the way the game is told makes it feel like it's it's really complicated and there's a lot going on. And I immediately, when I finished it, was like, right, I'm going to go on Wikipedia, I'm going to read articles, I'm going to watch videos about the story. You know, did I miss something? Is there something I didn't quite get? And I realised, no, no, I did get it all. It's just the way they tell it makes it seem way more confusing than it actually is. Um, so I've still got some... DLC to do, which I'm hoping will expand on the story a little bit. There's also an Alan Wake DLC, and I've never played Alan Wake, so that means nothing to me, uh, which is the developer's previous game. Um, but overall, I mm. absolutely loved it. I just think it's a complete masterclass in sort of ambience and atmosphere. Yeah. How um, cool was the ashtray maze? I was literally just going to say that that is <laughs> possibly one of the coolest things I've done in a video game. Like... Mm. Up until that point, there is no music in the game. It's just a soundscape of sort of murmuring and clattering. And it's almost like a horror game. It, it's so unsettling oh, yeah. because of the, the sound design. Mm. And then there's this one moment where you go through this maze where it's like the walls are morphing around you, like in every direction. Mm. You, it's so disorientating. And you're there like hovering through, shooting people. And she puts um, a cassette player on and plays this like hard rock metal music mm. and it's just like kicking the crap out of everyone and i was like i am living for this right now it was so so cool um definitely the best moment of the game and yeah one of the best moments i've played in a long time it was so so good i think it was um, just before that as well that i like because you speak to the finnish dude and then you go into that like kind of it's um Oh, it's like one of those gondolas that you stand on and it moves across slowly. I thought that was a really cool moment as well. Yeah, and then it's kind of like you're going into literally, I think it's literally called Nowhere or something Yeah, that, that you find him. Like there mm. are so many cool moments in that game and so many weird things about it 
that mm. it's, I guess, in a way that for me, Death Stranding is very much, this is weird. And they came out the same year, so I'll compare them. Death Stranding is very much like, here's a load of weird stuff and weird acronyms, and we'll just let you sort of sink or swim. Whereas this is much more, we're going to start a little bit weird, and then we're going to mm. gradually get weirder and weirder and weirder, and you just get completely pulled into this narrative in this world that yeah. just completely encapsulated me. Encapsulated? That's not a word. Yeah. Encap in Encapsulated. I'm an English Let's teacher. I'll let, you, we'll, we'll let you have that. <laughs> I do, the, the only thing that annoyed me was, A, the randomly difficult enemy. I found like some bosses were just way harder than others and like took quite a few goes uh, for me. Because I didn't really do the side stuff. But then there was some where I'd be going and just... I'd clear out a whole room of enemies easily. But then there'd be a boss that would... Like, I'd be cowering with my shield for the whole time. Um, and also, like, having quite... I don't... I really hate games where you have to kind of run from a save file. Uh, if you die, you then have to go all the way back. Especially if you die on a boss. Like, if there's no quick resume... Like, if you die in a boss, you should start that boss again. If I'm If I'm playing a game where I have to go and run past loads of enemies and stuff to go and find that boss once more, then I'm just completely lost. Or I'm, I'll stick on easy. Ben. It's called challenge. It's called a night. It's called wasting my time. I've already been there. It's wasting my I time. Think the thing that makes it difficult is the health system because you don't regenerate health in any way. So the mm. only way to get health back is if you kill enemies to yeah. get these like elemental orbs. But what that means is that you sort of have to risk sometimes like just throwing yourself into the battle in order mm. to get health back, at which point, you know, maybe you start off really badly and then it's like one shot and you're dead, but you've got no choice but to be like, well, I've just got to run into battle to, in order to try and get health back because I have yeah. no other option. So it sort of almost punishes you for doing badly and makes it more difficult. So you yeah. sort of have to be like perfect in every battle. And I don't, I don't think it's overall the most difficult of games, but there are certain mm. moments like the very end that's tricky and now yeah. I'm doing the extra content. There's like a whole mission and side quest that I completely, completely yeah. ignored. And there's a boss at the end of that that is just impossible. <laughs> it's mm. getting so irate on on Sunday when I was playing it. I don't, yeah, I don't like the one that there's a, I think it is the, I don't think it's the final, final one, but it's very close to the end. You have to go onto these, there's like three different levels that you're climbing up. I think it is the final boss. Um, but it's not like a bot. There's no boss fight in it. You're going. You're clearing out an area. Then you have to climb up to the next level and clear it out. And it's just they're constantly shooting at you constantly, and you've got to really like pretty much cover. And then they'll That's come round and try and attack you. But then isn't there another bit just after that where you then get not really spoiler, but you get sent somewhere else, and it's all kind of like weird. You're like, where am I? Where am I? And you've got to kind of run all the way through it. I mean, they're very similar yeah. to the bits that you've just described. <laughs> I'm trying to, it's yeah. collectively the end of the game, I guess. Uh, yeah, the end of the game for me was just really, yeah, really, really uh, tricky. Yeah. And it kind of, I had to do that last bit so many times. And I was like, you know what? I'm just fed up. Let me finish this thing. Yeah. And I hate it when games do that. It's very yeah. annoying. Um, like, why not a boss battle? Give us a boss. Like, it, it would have been more climatic, I think, with an actual boss rather than just having to clear out these enemies and then it's the end. It's not the kind of game, though, that has a has a big boss to kill like it's not like it's had a few so you've got like the hiss that are the supernatural beings that have that have infiltrated this building and it's not as if like here's the leader of the hiss here's a big bad ghosty mm. thing you've got to kill like it's kind of cooler than that that it doesn't need to resort to video gamey boss which i quite like but it i agree it didn't bit, quite it? feel climactic enough no it has a few bosses like that 
Like the it one does. that's on the chair that flies around and you can't hit. So annoying. Um, and one other game that I played very quickly is a little indie game called Signs of the Sojourner, um, oh. which is probably far too highbrow for your liking. Yeah, um, oh, is it one of those? It is. Is it a circle? Basically... Do you must you fill the circle in this time? No. Oh. Don't don't come for me about the broken circle from last yeah. week. Thank oh, you very much. It's just a metaphor for life. Then you complete the metaphor. circle. Well, look, this game is a card game. Oh, which God. is a metaphor for communication and speech <laughs> and language. So the idea is that you have conversations with people, but you have to play your cards as you go. And the cards have different symbols that represent different sort of types of speech. Um, and the idea is that you are increasing your deck of cards to sort of increase your vocabulary and be able to communicate with people. And sometimes you miscommunicate and it means that you can't talk to them. So you sort of go on this journey um, as a, in a caravan, like selling selling goods, I haven't quite got far enough in the story, really. Um, but you go around and you have conversations with people, and you gain cards from those conversations as experience. So it's sort of like you're increasing your communication skills and increasing your vocab. And then the more that you talk to people, you expand that. But it also means that you change your deck after every conversation. So if you go back and speak to previous people, maybe things have changed and maybe then you can't communicate with them, any, with them anymore. So it's all very metaphor, metaphorical and very symbolic and I'm sure you would hate it. But yep. it's a very interesting little indie game that does something different with speech because I think speech is something that's done in so many games where you just select an option and off you go. Whereas this is making speech a mini game and making it, you know, interactive in some way. And it's it has some interesting ideas in it. Oh. All hmm. right. So it's <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pete said it was the in the Itchio bundle for racial justice. Been meaning to play it for a while. Yeah, it's um, it was on PC last year or maybe the year before actually. Um, and it's just been released on Switch and PlayStation and Xbox. So if you're a console player, you can now go and play it. Would you recommend it? I would. I've only played it for you know, I don't know an hour or so, um, and oh. I think it's only like four or five hours long, so it's quite short. Um, but as an interesting little little communication game to dip into, I'd say it's worth a go. Like, uh, yeah, the, when when you're talking about like making speech into a mini game, I just keep imagining Florence. Have you ever played Florence? No, but it is on my list. It's only like thirty minutes long. Like, I and you play it on your phone. I played it on a train ride home from work once, and it was great. But there's one thing where you're you're talking with your partner, and the relationship is getting trickier and. Like you, you have to put the speech bubbles together to progress it, and it becomes more and more difficult to put them together, and like it becomes more complex. And it was, uh, you know, it was nice. You'd like it. It's quite artsy, artsy fartsy. I do like an artsy game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like things with guns, me. <laughs> Give me guns and shooting so things. Mask. Keep so that mask. politics out of my video games. <laughs> Speaking of, what have you been playing this week, Ben? I've been playing Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. Again. <clears throat> or Poot, for short. <laughs> I got an email that said Poot Influencer on it. I was like, what? <laughs> so there was like a code, uh, Poot Influencer. So that's me. But, oh, okay, if I say Poot Lovato, do you know what that is? I've heard of it. Okay, great. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I'm a Poot Influencer. <laughs> um and yeah, I've been playing it, so I can talk about it now. It's all, it's fully out in the US, not in Europe yet. And it's, it's really good. I'm like 60 hours in. I'm like, 
I am so close to maxing out my heart with Emilio, who is my boyfriend. Um, and we're going to get married. So I'm probably going to get married tomorrow, Ed. Um, you okay. can say congratulations now, if you like. Uh, are we all invited? You, of course you are. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Biggest Bennis. There you go. That's where you can uh, can watch the wedding. Hopefully we'll have that very soon. But Talk it's, to me about Emilio. Why did you choose him? Uh, because he seemed cool. He, he surfs um, and he is friendly and he likes seafood. So he is fresh. He's fresh. He is fresh. Cool. Did, yeah. he, did he describe himself as that? Or No, no, he wouldn't. He's not like Damon. He's not arrogant. There, so <laughs> this game, if anybody doesn't know it, it's just, it's like Stardew Valley. It's the old um, Harvest Moon games. They changed and now they're called Story of Seasons and Harvest Moon is another thing entirely. But this is, yeah, Story of Seasons. It's so much fun. And you're pretty much just like farming and whether you want to be an arable farmer or an animal farmer, or you can, you know, get your eggs or your milk or you can butcher the animals up and uh, serve them for steaks, which you can't know. Um, but yeah, like you just do that to make money and you progress and you level up your farm. But at the same time, you've got all these characters that you can talk to and progress your friendship and your romance. Um, and I, I've got like three going at the same time. Uh, one of them is officially the boyfriend. The other two are just people that I charm. Yeah. And there was one. So I was, I just asked him, asked Emilio out as my boyfriend. And, you know, we started going on dates and then I was giving a, a bangle to Jack and Jack then put a shout out on the radio that he can't stop thinking of me. Um, but it was like a secret code. It wasn't, you know, it was like, he's just come to the city. He's so radio. cool on the radio. Yeah. In the wow. game. So I had a shout out. It was, uh, so he's a little bit too much, but you know, I don't mind. I don't mind too much. Oh, too much. You know, there's no such thing as too much. Well. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the other one is um, Damon, who's a bit miserable, but everyone's like, no, he's, he's an introvert. He's just shy. But, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being a little bit emo. Exactly. Yeah, he's a bit emo, but he's also a pretty, pretty cool. But I kind of want to see what a relationship with him would be like because he is so kind of intro introverted. So as the as like the relationship gets more romantic, would he be like, eh, like your hair? That that's like as, <laughs> as romantic as I'm sure he'd get. Is that enough for you, Ben? Or do uh, you need more than that? Depends how big his cock is. <laughs> <laughs> I regret asking that. <laughs> so yeah, that is um, that's Damon. That story of seasons, pioneers of Olive Town. Thank you very much to uh, Marvelous Games who've sent me this thing. Look at this. This is the deluxe edition. It's not even out until um, Friday, but it comes with a poster, a notebook, um, some trading cards, and this plushie. You have to prize from Atty's jaw. He's asleep. Oh. He, he doesn't know I've got it You've yet. You've stolen his toy. Yeah. I'll put it on top of him, he'll be fine. <laughs> ah, yeah. So that is nice. story of seasons, pioneers of Olive, Olive Town. The, I mean, when it comes to improvements for the game, there's definitely room for it. Uh, it stutters like hell, especially if you're racing through from one area to another. It like it gives you a horse. One of my horses is called Ed. Uh, in fact, yeah, the only horse is called Ed. 
And it's the only time you're going to ride me. Wow. Please continue. <laughs> and the other one's uh, a unicorn. And, but like, so you've got, you've got these horses. I've got a horse, a unicorn and a motorbike. Yet if I use any of them to get from one side of the farm to the other, it just freezes up like mad. Um, and you've got these makers. I'm sorry. As well. Me as a horse causes you to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Freeze up. Yeah. I will troll your so game. frigid. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's so it, it kind of glitch. Well, it doesn't glitch, but it just kind of stutters really, really badly. And then you've got these makers that you used. So to get the iron into iron ingots, you've got to have a maker for it. But you need lots of iron ingots for things. So you make lots of makers. And at the moment, I've just got like a whole kind of area. It's just only makers. That's pretty much all there is. That's the thing. I've, I've, I've read a few reviews of the game, and that seems to be a fairly common complaint of the frame rate but also the fact that you've got all these makers everywhere and you want to have a yeah. nice rural looking farm and yet yeah. you've got this weird like industrial factory going on. yeah and the, the makers take out they take two by two on the ground which is weird because they're only actually like one by one but they're right in the middle of a two by two grid um and i've upgraded and i've unlocked these like super makers so um, but they take up three by three. They also have. They also require so much material to make, and all that they do is they'll make three things instead of one thing. So if I instead of using five iron ores to make one iron ingot, they'll take fifteen iron ores to make three iron ingots. But also at either double or maybe triple the time. So it just feels. It feels like if they tweak it. Yeah, there's a couple of things. One thing that they could do is tweak them. Another one would be making a shed. Like, we've got all these other stuff. We've got, like, barns and coops where we can go in and keep all the chickens and all this stuff. But there isn't, at the moment, there isn't a shed where I can go in and just put loads of makers. However, there is one final building that I've not made or that I've not, like, upgraded. And it's, but it's a, um, it's like an, a power plant. So I wonder if that's got anything to do with makers. However, they require... There's this thing called orichalcum. Have you ever heard of it? I have. I believe it's a mineral. Yeah. Well, it's Only impossible it to find. Only because in like every mining farming game, there's always orichalcum. Yeah. But this thing, you need 50 of these ingots to make this, you know, to, you know, to repair this. So you need 50 of these ingots. These ingots cost five um, ores to make. So that's five times 250 ores that i need and i'm finding it difficult to get more than three per day so and you need 250 so i'm like is there another way to get these that i'm missing because they've given me another area to go and collect them from but they're not always appearing and it's just it's like really am i gonna have to wait two years of like mining in this game to uh, to unlock it and see what this is it's like I mean, a, it's guess, a hydro plant or something. I guess it's the kind of game, and I say this because I've been playing Littlewood recently, which is another kind of farming-y, life simmy type game. And I guess it's one of those things where they need to have lots of different objectives to get you going. So like, hey, you need to do this farming, you need to get this animal, you need to yeah. befriend these people and, and get you excited. But then you need something at the very end that's like a long-term goal to aim for. Um, and I guess maybe this is that thing, but if it's too far in the future, it just yeah, feels like a thing. slog to get there. Yeah, if, and also if they said, okay, you can get this orichalcum if you go here in a day, you okay, even if you're kind of 
you know, not wanting to, you can really grind for it and get it a lot sooner, or you can just do it passively, you know, and get a small amount every day. That would be great. But no, like sometimes I could go, I could spend like a good, like a whole in-game day and get three pieces of it. Or maybe not even that. So it's, it just feels like, because there's been like a steady grind and then there's this. And also the Oricalcum I need if I want to upgrade any of my tools from now on, because I've now got like gold standard tools and now I need also a bunch of it to upgrade those as well. It just feels a weird gap between the gold stuff and then this final stuff that you need. So yeah. I keep playing? Yeah, I'll keep playing. I'm enjoying it a lot. Do you have a husband to help you out now? Not yet. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tomorrow we're getting married. Emilio Noted. and I. I'll, I keep bringing him uh, uh, cooked fish, and he loves it. Big into the fish. Who doesn't love a bit of fish? Mm-hmm. What's been in the news, Ed? What's been splitting the headlines? Let's split some headlines. Um, let me remember what I even selected. Breaking um, news. Not breaking news, <laughs> splitting news. Splitting news. Um, so, Niantic, who are the mobile developer that Nintendo... Or the Pokemon Company paired with to make Pokemon Go. Um, they now have a new partnership with Nintendo, and their first mobile game is going to be about Pikmin. Oh. So there's now going to be a Pikmin AR game coming later this year. Can I just um, say P- really Pink News covered this? Uh, Pink News covered this, and uh, with this headline, could this Pikmin mobile game be the next Pokemon Go? And um, Coolsome XD replied, no. <laughs> Literally, like, you ask a question and they just go, no. No. I mean, you ask a question, you get an answer. Thanks for your response on Twitter, troll. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Pikmin... Isn't it, like, isn't that a thing, though? Q-T-A-I-N or something like that. Q-T-W-A-I-N. No idea. It's like whenever there's a headline with a question, it's pretty much always no. And it's like questions to which the answer is no. And it's always like, will this be the next computer killer or the next uh, switch killer and it's like always oh, no no is the all the answer all the time i did not write the headline but if it gets people clicking please click yeah um click on it anyway pikmin ar game we don't really know too much yet about it but it's going to be again getting people out and about like pokemon go um i think it's going to be a little bit different to pokemon go they've said um so i guess it's not catching Got pikmin. pikmin instead um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's an interesting choice because I guess Pikmin isn't as popular as Pokemon and probably isn't Nintendo's most popular franchise, but Pikmin 4 is potentially on the way. So maybe it's a tie in Mm. and also Pikmin is like little creatures in like an overgrown garden. So it definitely makes sense to have them out in the world in AR. So I think it could be cute. Yeah, it could be. Um, have you ever played Pikmin? I have. I played Pikmin 2 on the GameCube. Um, and I played the demo of Pikmin 3, which well, was on the Switch quite recently. Yeah, I never played Pikmin. It's cute. I think the first one is, is a bit short, if I remember rightly. Um, GameCube launch title. Um, Pikmin 2 was good. I enjoyed it. It's very cute. And it, it's, you know, nice little puzzles and strategy. Mm. Good for them. Anyway, you're really enthusiastic about this. So let's move on. <laughs> Pikmin. <laughs> no. It's not. It even sounds like Pokemon. It's even got like same kind of letters in there. Sure. Pikmin, Pokemon. Great link. 
Pokemon. Pokemon. Poke. Poke. No. No, just, just the one. Let's in. not go there. Just poke the one. In. <laughs> Don't poke them in. Um, Have you ever heard the phrase thumbing in a softie? <laughs> You're imagining it now, aren't you? <laughs> That's a yes. Oh, thumbing. Got a thumb in a softie, you know. Not thumbing. Uh, yeah, what's the next bit of news, Ed? <laughs> Hashtag, I hate it here. Um, <laughs> next up, Sony is apparently going to be closing the PS3, Vita, and PSP stores for good this oh, summer. So annoyed. So it means that you can't purchase any digital games on those consoles anymore. Um, obviously, you can still play what you've already played, um, but they will be closing those stores. I think that means that there are games on there that you won't be able to buy anymore. And a lot of people are, have sort of written articles around, you know, game preservation. And, you know, there's a problem with these things. With physical games, you buy it, you own it, you've got it. And with digital games, you know, if you can't buy it on the store anymore, what happens to it? Does it even mm. exist anymore? Uh, which is interesting. So what do we do about these things? So, yeah, if you've still got games to buy on those consoles, I mean, probably not because they're a few years old. Um, mm. But if you do, then then get them quickly. What's your favourite PS3 game that hasn't come out on PS4 or PS5? <laughs> See, nobody likes PS3 games. I can't remember them. I mean, so many of them got HD remasters on PS4 yeah. that now you can play on a PS5. <gasps> I know one. What? SingStar. Well, they closed down the entire SingStar store before. Did they? Oh. Yeah. I, I used to love closed already. PS3 was only used for SingStar and Nino Kuni. No one needs to hear you singing, so <laughs> they that's don't. probably a good thing. Hey, I, I was quite good at it. My, um, did I ever tell you the story about SingStar? I was at work. Do at, I want to hear the story about yeah. SingStar? <laughs> so I was at work at British Gas uh, on the in a call centre while I was at university. It was actually a really, really good uh, place to work. And I remember being on a call with somebody who was quite angry and my boss's boss came up to me and I was like, oh shit. And he says, oh, can you, can you, are you finishing the call? And I was like, oh, not really. He's like, oh, could you get them, can you get them to, you know, ring back, say that, put them on hold or whatever, or, you know, say you're going to call them back. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. And I was shitting myself and I did that. And then uh, I arranged to call them back, finished it. And he was like, oh, our, our business manager group is losing at the SingStar competition. Uh, can you come and can help us? Because you, you play video games. Can you come and help us uh, win? And they thought that you could help? I won it for the med. Because SingStar, you just need to kind of get the... You can see where the thing is. <laughs> so, so you can kind of... And by thing, it what you sounds mean is pitch. Pitch, yeah. You can kind of alter the pitch to make sure it matches it, even though it doesn't actually sound that good. So it sounded terrible, uh, but we won. And he was very happy with that. <laughs> but that was my boss's boss <laughs> coming up and like, you need to help us. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But honestly, British Gas, if, I think they've like laid off a load of people and, you know, shit on lots of others. So probably because not good. Because they sing. So they were like, look, if you can't sing, you've got to get out. You're, all went you're downhill when I left. in a call center. Went all downhill when I left. Yeah, of course, as as everything does. Don't ever leave Twitch. So there you go. SingStar. That's how SingStar helped me in my call center job. Interesting. Thank mm -hmm. you for that, Ben. No problem. 
Um, <laughs> any more anecdotes you'd like? Any other games you want anecdotes for? <laughs> Let's move on to the Switch Pro, <clears throat> uh, which uh, there's Switch sort of new rumours circulating. We've still don't know about it, and we've talked about it quite a lot. But what's interesting in the latest rumours is that there's talk of using NVIDIA's DLSS tech. Ooh. And you're probably thinking, what the hell is DLSS? Aren't they with those people that come around and... Uh... And Make what? sure you pay the bills. No. Okay. <laughs> what is the day? Um, no, DLSS is is very simply, it is tech that is in NVIDIA's graphics card. So they're currently using them in PC. And the idea is that it takes um, images in lower resolutions and upscales it to 4K using AI. So basically it takes a lower image and then the AI will make it bigger to 4K and sort of fill in all the gaps to make it look like it's 4K, even though it's not native 4K. Um, and so basically there's rumors that that's going to be in the Switch Pro, um, whatever it's called, uh, Switch Pro inverted commas, um, what you essentially call it? making the Switch a 4K machine, not natively, but it means that even older games that are already out now on the Switch, you'll be able to see at a higher resolution uh, on 4K TVs, sort of upscaled. So it's obviously not going to make the Switch a PS5, but it means that Switch games are going to look a lot better on 4K TVs. So if the rumours are true, that's mm. a very nice addition. My TV my TV does that. So my TV gets the... It has like an upscaling thing in it. And I played... Because I played Animal Crossing on it, and I was like, what the hell? It looks so much... I think it smooths the lines out or something. I don't know what it does, but it has a, an upscaling thing on it. And... Uh, yeah, no, I was playing, like, it honestly, if they can have that actually in the game, it's going to look great. But, yeah, on my TV downstairs, it looked really pretty. Very nice. So we still don't know if it's coming. I mean, it probably is. There's enough rumours about it, but we don't have yeah. any official details. So it's just rumour after rumour at the moment. Series X. Switch, series, Switch X. I really hope they call it a Super Switch or Super Nintendo Switch. Ooh, a Super Switch, yeah. Super Switch. Or um, it'll probably be like a it probably costs like Switch 4K or a new Nintendo Switch like the 3DS. Yeah, they'll call it new Nintendo Switch. Yeah, and it's that's a what they terrible do. name. Yeah, <laughs> Switch hitter, Switch partner, Super Switch, Switch boy. Oh, Switch boy. Switch I used to know boy. Us. Yeah, talking about Not Ed. Switch boy. No. <laughs> uh, a Switch partner. Everybody Definitely needs a Switch, switch partner. Look. Switch. <laughs> Let's Next, that there. <laughs> you mentioned Animal Crossing, um, and LG, the uh, oh. the TV company, have launched its very own Animal Crossing Islands that you can visit, um, which is basically as like promotion for their OLED TVs, which is just really random. But mm. hey, these things happen. So you oh. can visit the OLED island uh, on their dream address, which apparently is meant to entice you to buy an LG TV. Jay in the chat says, sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, sounds really boring. Yeah, TV showroom or something. Well, exactly. It's um, no Joe Biden's uh, island. <laughs> Biden HQ. Yeah. Well, apparently Nintendo have actually released a list of guidelines uh, businesses must adhere to if they're using the game for promotional purposes because oh. so many companies and Biden and everything else are using Animal Crossing to do this. Mm -hmm. So they've actually had to create their own guidelines for this. Oh, yeah, because I imagine some people... Popular Animal Crossing is. Yeah. I imagine some people might... Uh, <laughs> yeah, some people might want to 
kind of uh, promote their stuff inside Animal Crossing that doesn't adhere to the values of most people. I mean, I'm sure someone's done like a Grinder Island and a Pornhub Swizzle. Island and whatever um, else. Ollie, yeah. I mean, yeah. people in this community have done that, Ed, so I imagine. I was thinking more like alt-right islands. Yeah, no one needs that. No. no oh, well, to be honest, an alt-right island where they can all go and be shut off from the rest of the world, that would be fine. Yeah. I don't think any villagers would want to stay. No, that's not controversial, is it? Yeah. No, campsite villager. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and our last headline for the week in big news. Um, I say big. Lots of people are talking about it, but there's no real details yet. Is that Microsoft is reportedly in talks to buy Discord. Mm. Um, and they're going to be buying it for $10 billion. So do you want to know the real Discord is? Do you want to know the actual story? The act? Oh, was that not the actual story? No, that's like the um, the kind of clickbaity stuff. I went into the comments on Reddit where the real story is uh, and where the truth is. Tell us, Ben. Um, well, apparently Discord are... Uh, they've approached... Literally, they've just spoken to a bunch of companies saying like, hey, do you want to buy us? Because we are not going to be independent anymore. And they've... And apparently Microsoft were the only ones or something that said, hmm, tell us the details. And that's about how far as it has gone. But most people think it's likely that they're just going to go public and go on the stock exchange. Interesting. So that's... I, if that happens, you can, we can rewind back to this and go, look, Ben was right. But apparently that is... Like, An unlikely tale. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but apparently that is like what's likely to happen. So I, it's unlikely that Microsoft would buy it, but they're the only ones that have gone, hmm, let, you know, give us the details. Well, I guess are they one of the few companies that would have the money to, or at least would want to spend that much on Discord? Yeah. But then, I, I mean, I've sort of heard that Discord would want to branch away from just being the gaming platform and do other things as well. So would they want to be, I guess mm. Microsoft wouldn't just use it for gaming, but. Yeah. Jane says, ah, Reddit comments, trustworthy news. And honestly, like Reddit comments, if you know where to look and you, and you kind of, have a look at uh, a look at comments that also provide links and stuff it is quite useful for that i find the comments are quite nuanced in yeah. certain subreddits i definitely don't look at reddit for news stories oh, i do for games news stories. if you look at the subreddit called games not gaming that's just memes but games um it's just where people post links to interesting news articles about it that's happening so it's it's great that's, for that that's what i've looked at as well and to be fair you look at that in the morning, you can sort of see, okay, what's been yeah. trending overnight. And it is genuine links to actual articles that I can steal. Yeah. Um, or like if there's a funny video that someone's done. I saw one today that someone has made a Resident Evil 2 mini film in Animal Crossing, mm. which was very impressive. Like, oh, the It Takes Two review threads. Oh, shit. Um, have you seen the uh, Ron Tomato? Well, not Ron Tomato, what's it called? Um, Open Critic for... Uh... Or Metacritic for It Takes Two that comes out on Friday. I saw that reviews were out, but I haven't seen scores. Can I tell you? Go for it. What do you think? Well, by Based your reaction, reaction, I'm going to presume like a 5 out of 10 or something. No, 88. Like the oh, opposite. Okay. That's one of the highest rated games this year. Interesting. But yeah, there's things like Steam Next Festival Summer Edition begins on June the 16th. Um Xbox Live Gold will no longer be required for party chat. Um, 
the fan favorite ex Bethesda director Ikumi Nakamura is opening an indie studio. So it's it's kind of interesting stuff on there. Yeah, all the headlines that I didn't choose for us to split this week. <laughs> that's fine. You know, if you want me to uh, to just you know, read through these in future, this is that's fine. You know, if you're in a bit of a in a bit of a rush, you do some work. Uh, no, I mean I'll just look at it. Ion Fury aftershock trailer. I'll just describe what's happening. Uh, all the DLC for Hitman Three that's been announced five hours ago. Very nice. Brawlhalla is so having I'm... a Kung Fu Panda uh, crossover, and also Fall Guys is having a crossover with Godzilla. Oh, there well, you season go. Season four launched this week. Yeah. Are you tempted to go back to it? What? Fall Guys? Fall Guys? No, I played it for like three days and was like, "That's that's enough." Is it because you didn't win? Uh, yeah, I did. I was like, you know what? I can not play that again and be completely happy. Um, yeah, but Sarah says there's a few Reddits. Once you know who the real like the real insiders are for whatever business the Reddit is for you, you can get good info. Yeah, exactly. Um, my favorite thing about this podcast is how thoroughly unimpressed Ben and Ed are with what each other are saying at all times. <laughs> Welcome on in. <laughs> Ed's just jealous that he didn't find all that news. I mean, what's so what's not exciting about a Godzilla Fall Guys crossover? That might be a good future topic. What, what good crossovers would you like? Oh, Someone make a note of that. There we yeah. go. Mario Kart and Dead or Alive. And I don't know whether I'd want to see Mario in tiny speedos uh, beating up people or I'd like to see a lot of semi-naked need... people in go-karts. I don't need jiggly boob <laughs> physics in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> jiggly boobs. <laughs> Isn't that a Pokemon? Yeah, in... Uh, <laughs> go-kart going around a track that'll be great okay that's a future topic <laughs> done fine <laughs> well speaking of topics oh shall we talk about what's been splitting opinions this week sure so i was trying to show enthusiasm uh what has been splitting <laughs> opinions this time enthusiasm in anything, <laughs> what has been uh yeah what has been splitting well. opinions not so much splitting opinions, um, but Monday uh, this week was the 25th anniversary of the Resident Evil series. <gasps> the very first Resident Evil game came out in 1996 on the PlayStation 1. So we thought we would have a little discussion around our favourite Resident Evil games, Resident Evil memories, um, and just our general favourite horror games. Because um, I think we've played different Resident Evil games. Do you know what the um, first Resident Evil game I played was? Seven. No. Oh. Resident Evil 1 demo on PlayStation. And how did you find it? Uh, I put it... It was on the front of the magazine. Great. Get See it? what you did there? <laughs> that, that was a terrible dad joke. <laughs> uh, no, I, I played it for a little bit and was like... I moved a little bit and then these dogs jumped out and I was like, fuck this. And then went and played some more Crash Bandicoot instead. Um, how old that, were you at this point? Uh, like 43. No, I was... Um, <laughs> I was four. <laughs> yeah, I was about 10. No, about 10 actually. Yeah. Yeah. Far too young for a game like that. Yeah, no, Resident Evil 3. It's like, oh my God, it's an 18 game. And then I looked at it and I was... To me, I was like, if a game's 18, it's too difficult to be played under 18 as well. So I looked at it and was like, this is probably going to be too difficult for me and I don't like losing, so I'm going to play Crash Bandicoot instead. Which is definitely a more difficult game. Crash, Ban evil. Yeah. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot, bloody hell. Especially the new one. God, if you want to try and 100% the latest Crash Bandicoot, it's like 40 hours and just the most stressful thing. Yeah. I bet. 
I bet. Well, to get us started, I uh, wrote down some facts about Resident Evil in the series. Oh, um, which uh, don't look at the true because you can you can have a guess as to some of the answers. Okay. So, uh, Resident Evil is Capcom's best-selling video game franchise out true. of all of their series. Um, no, that is true. This isn't even a question. Okay. It's just a fact. <laughs> I think they're Not all a true. joke. Just a fact. <laughs> oh. Oh. Rip. Right, should have won. Should have yeah. um, They've sold over 105 million units worldwide of all their games. Um, it also makes it the best-selling horror game series ever out of, out of gaming. Only because um, they stopped in addition, uh, doing Silent Hill games. Yeah. And in addition, the film adaptations are the highest-grossing video game film series. From all those other video game to film adaptations, Resident mm. Evil is Haven't they made loads the of them, grossing. though? Haven't they made what? A load of Resident Evil games. Uh, Resident Evil movies. They have. They have made a lot of films. And that's probably why they're the highest grossing, because all the other ones flopped. <laughs> um, but fine. Um, but how many games in the series... Do you think that there are, Ben? Including remakes as new ones, or...? So, including remakes, but not re-releases. Okay, I would say 34. Interesting. You are too high. Okay. Uh... I say this, this is literally me counting on Wikipedia, so I really hope <laughs> Wikipedia is correct. <laughs> I'm going to guess at, well, seven, and then there's, like, they remade a few of them. Uh, two, three, four. I'm probably going to say 12. Okay, you were much close before. There are 27 games in the wow. series. See, 34 was like the ridiculously over-the-top guess. Yeah. I didn't realize well, it was actually close. In terms of your numbered series, you've got 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, slash Village is, is about to come out. Um, you've got uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. And then you've got all those other like Outbreak and, mm. and Umbrella Chronicles and all those other little like yeah. spin-offy games. It's coming in the chat says Outbreak was the best of the oldies. Never played yeah. Outbreak. I didn't either. Oh. But fine. We talk about Resident Evil and none of us have played them. Fine. Um, which of the series do you think, Ben, mm -hmm. has sold the most? I think... Well, I don't really know anything about the old ones. So is it a new one? Is it one that's been out in the last five years? Not five years, no. Okay, so I'm going to guess Resident Evil 4. Close. Five. But no, it's Resident Evil 5. Oh. Which I don't think is... is good. Like, by any means... Oh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's that great. But I think it was at that point that the series really hit, like, action blockbuster. Um, so that's why, yeah, Resident Evil 5 with 13 million copies... Is is the uh, is the highest selling? Which the is next the co-op one? Selling, was that five or six? Was which one? Uh, was the co-op one? Yep, five. Five. Um, yeah, Melam and I, Melam Manon, we so during the twenty-four hour stream that I did, I think my first ever twenty-four hour stream that was my one-year anniversary on Twitch, so like three years ago, uh, we played that after about eighteen hours, and I don't know if it was our tiredness or if it was the game itself, but we were in, we were stuck inside a room and we couldn't get out for about 20 minutes. We had absolutely no idea what we were doing and we just gave up and uh, switched games. I gave up on it. I think I got to a, like a sort of underground type area. Maybe there was like a ship with a load of crates and then mm. there was some arsehole of a boss that I just thought, I can't do this. I'm not enjoying it. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to load up my... Um... Yeah, looking at my uh, Steam library when it comes to 
Resident Evil. Where is it? Resident Evil. Uh, oh, no, here we go. I'm going to tell you how, how many minutes I've played of that game. Where is it? Resident. This is exciting, isn't it? Resident this Evil. Is thrilling, thrilling content. Here we go. Resident Evil 5. 18 minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I played it, got stuck in, a, I stuck in a room within the first few minutes and couldn't get out and was like, screw this. <laughs> I mean, I played Siege for longer last night. That's saying something. Yeah. Oh. Um, the next I probably got further in uh, Resident Evil than you did in Siege as well, I bet. <laughs> the next highest uh, game in the series is actually Resident Evil 6, which is generally considered the worst one. Mm. But again, I think at that point it really hit like popularity levels. Mm. Um, and the third highest is then your selection of Resident Evil 4, um, which is probably because it was released on so many different consoles. Yeah. Because um, there are some up here that are like, you know, Resident Evil 1 on the GameCube is way down the list. And I think it's just because it was on the GameCube and just no, not enough people had a GameCube. Which was, it only was on what the Resident GameCube? Evil 4 was on, but I had a GameCube. GameCube's amazing. I loved it. But it wasn't a particularly top-selling console. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what? A, yeah, I. the only one that I played, like, I played a bit of 4 um, quite recently, and it didn't grab me that much. Like, there was a lot well, of kind of helping that person, or it was, what's the, what's the term? Kind of escort missions? Escort I don't like mission, escort. Yeah. Ashley, like the president's daughter. Yeah, I don't like escorting people. I just only care about myself. Why should I have to care about somebody else? I mean, what is that if not a metaphor for life? <laughs> oh. Speaking of 4, 4 is the game that has been released the most times, which is 14 different times that game has been released, which was first oh, yeah. on the GameCube, and then it was on PS2, Windows, Wii, Zebo, whatever Zebo is, um, iOS... PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Android, Microsoft Windows HD Edition, Wii U, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and now Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So if you haven't played <laughs> Resident Evil 4, you have no excuse because it's literally everywhere. Yeah. It's, it, was, uh, it was all right, though. I liked Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 is also the highest rated on Metacritic with 96. Oh, yeah. I, you know, there's like the, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before. Do you mean to boast? Can I boast? I mean, you're going to anyway, whether I say yes or no. So, so by all means, chip on in. There's a bit where you get trapped in a town and then all the zombies come at you. And I beat the that. The start of the game. Yep. Yeah, quite near the beginning. And I, I won. I beat them all. And apparently that was quite rare or it was quite rare to do first time. Or yeah, people were, were impressed in the chat. That's all, I'm, that's all I'm saying that I'm a pro gamer. Well done. <laughs> I enjoyed four. I actually bought four in America when I was there on holiday and oh. I played it on my GameCube with a, a freeloader disc that let you play American games. Um, but I never finished it. I got pretty far in and I really liked it. I think I really liked the sort of gothic atmosphere of it. And it's definitely a sort of, it was a new take on Resident Evil at the time. Um, but I much prefer the old school style of Resident Evil. My favorite is one remake on GameCube, which was the first one I played. Um, and I never really liked I mean, I still don't really like horror games, to be honest, but it was the first Resident Evil game. It was the first horror game I played. Mm. And I really, I know a lot of people don't like the fixed perspective and the tank controls and all that stuff. I love the games for that thing. I think they are so much more atmospheric, so much scarier. And I really like all the sort of weird 
idiosyncratic puzzles and weird things that you've got to do. And I found it actually a, a very strategic game to play because you're kind of thinking, right, I need to get to this place on the map and I've got these items um, that I can take with me, but that means I can only take this weapon and this amount of ammo and I can't take a typewriter ink, so I've got to, you know, make sure I can do it without saving. And then what route do I take? Well, this route has this number of zombies. This route has this dog and this zombie. Mm. And so it becomes really strategic of, like, planning your routes around the mansion to work out puzzles. And I loved doing that. I just think there was so much more in-depth and immersive than just like Hmm. shooting stuff and panicking um which is what the later games seem to rely more on Hmm. so i really enjoyed one i also liked zero which a lot of people don't like it's not i saw a playthrough of zero lately and it was quite good it was um justice kazi he was playing uh, like a speed run of it and i was watching it going like this is quite fun watching this uh like it seemed like a fun game yeah i really liked it i think the the games have often two characters to play as, um, which sort of gives you on your second playthrough as the other character, like a sort of different spin, different take on the story, whereas Zero has you playing as both at the same time. So in that sense, it's sort of a bit limited because um, essentially it's like, oh, you've just got a second character as like a pack horse, basically. Um, mm. And they also got rid of the item chests, which means you can drop items anywhere. But that's also silly because why would you drop an item in like a zombie infested room? So you end up just dumping them in safe rooms anyway, um, which yeah. was a bit annoying. But uh, but yeah, I much prefer that old school style and I haven't played the new one. So I haven't played seven, but it's on my list to play very soon in the run up to, to eight village, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. which I know you've played seven. I adore seven. So I'm similar to you, maybe that I... I hate horror games. I hate horror movies. I hate horror games. And I remember because I had a PlayStation VR when it came out. I loved all my little rhythm stuff in there. Res Infinite, Thumper, these type of things. And everyone's like, well, Resident Evil 7 is fully playable in VR. And I think I was doing a, a different podcast at the time when it was announced. And it was announced to be on PSVR. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to play that on PSVR. I'm going to get this. Because uh, it also got good reviews as well. And I was like, I'm going to play this in VR. And... I finished it in VR. I say finished it because there was a. I started it in VR and I finished it in VR. There were like two or three hours in the middle where I didn't. Um, but it was just. It, it was a different experience. It was like, I haven't experienced something playing a game like that since, like going from you know it's like going from two D to three D. Going playing something in VR, a proper a full game like that is just a completely different experience that i'll never forget and that game i adored it was nice and slow you can move in there like five degree angles or 15 degree angles so you so i didn't get any motion sickness and i also think as well after a couple of hours when you're playing a game in vr you do get like they call it vr legs so you're okay you're not going to feel sick but it just added so much horror to it and i just love that it was a kind of like an old-fashioned haunted house that is it you know it's a haunted house you need to escape that's the whole thing um I played the demo in VR and that was enough for me to shit my pants. So I didn't go back to it. But also I do not have VR legs, so I will just vom from motion sickness if I play it for too long. But uh, it's on my list to play for sure. Yeah, even not in VR, I thought it was a brilliant game. Just like a really traditional kind of haunted house game that you walk around and you've got family members. You're in a haunted house with a family and then you you know, you pick off the family members one by one and you go to all the different areas, you know, like there's the the attic, there's the 
um, uh, the garage, the kitchen, all this stuff, and very basement, very, like, it's just so typical. Uh, there is a bit kind of nearish the end where it's a bit more action-packed uh, or puzzly. It's not really scary, which but I think is kind of a traditional Resident Evil thing. But uh, no, 7 was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to play it soon, so I will I will give you some, some impressions of that yeah. when I get to play it. I think... I like Resident Evil games because for me they're not like other horror games. No, and the reason puzzle, I don't like horror games is because a lot of the time, for gameplay reasons and to make you feel scared and to make you feel vulnerable, mm. they just sort of strip you of any agency. And yeah. so, like something like Outlast, it's like, oh, you can only look through the camera and whatever. Fine, but you can't fight back against anything a lot of the time mm. in these types of games. So all you do is just scurry around in the dark. And you've got no means to fight back or interact particularly. Yeah. Um, and it sort of feels a little bit scary and you feel quite vulnerable and you're, you know, it's, it's all very tense. But as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago and sort of when we were talking about narrative games, you know, as soon as you, you die in a horror game, you sort of, you lose all the tension that you've built up and it immediately makes you realize, oh, okay, rather than thinking like I'm vulnerable, you realize actually I'm immortal because I can just go back to a checkpoint and just play it again. And so you then basically just reduce the game to running around and sneaking with like no other interaction. Mm -hmm. And I just find gameplay wise, the games are really limited unless they're doing something interesting. That's a bit of a twist. Yeah. I just find those games a bit limited. Whereas I like resident evil in that they are very much like B movie sort of action games, but slow paced with interesting puzzles and amazing atmosphere. And I think that's what makes a good horror game much more yeah. interesting. Yeah, and you can fight back. And you can also, like, whop it into easy mode as well. So you can... You can. Yeah, like, Nothing if you... wrong with that. No, not at all. But, like, you're right. You can fight back. They do give you uh, guns. Like, as a, as it's, like, the more difficult it is, the harder it is to kill these zombies. And also, you'll have fewer bullets and stuff. But, like, if you whop into easy mode, you can turn it into an action game if you want. Uh, there's still yeah. puzzles and things. But it's... Yeah, I really... That's what I really appreciate. And I played it. I think I played it. I played 7 in easy mode. Because uh, I was in VR, and I was like, "Well, I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not playing it in VR in uh, understandable um, in uh, like yeah normal or hard mode." But um, yeah, what it's are people great. Saying in the Dick Sword, Ben. I'm not sure, but also two remake is fantastic. Two remake is just as good, if not better. Yes. Than seven, the fact they're both similar to, to me. They're different, and I love that they're alternating as well. So I love that it's it was um, seven came out, and it was in first person. And it was a brand new story. Then two remake came out and it was the third person also stunning game. And then eight's coming out, which is apparently, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be in VR. The thing is, if it is going to be in VR, I wonder if they would put it for the next iteration of PlayStation VR, which is kind of not, there's nothing been announced for that yet. Um, so that would be what I would hope. And then maybe the next one will be, I think they said, well, they said four is getting a remake but they've, I think they've scrapped uh, the way it was going. They're going to change direction. Oh, you remembered stuff from headlines that we've split. You've actually, yeah, you've actually retained to. information, Ben. I do. Because we've talked about this in previous episodes. I think I read it on Reddit. Great. Um, <laughs> see, I played the original two and really enjoyed it. Um, and then my partner played the remake of two. 
of which I was then guiding him. So he was sort of playing it and I was looking at the map and trying to guide him whilst Mr. X then charges in and and it was a complete mess and I was screaming and it was not a good experience. So I probably don't want to play that again, but I've experienced it in a way. You you need to play three remake, Gus, especially when you play as um what's the name of the guy in three remake? Or in three? I know, but I know it's Jill Valentine as the woman. Oh, what's the name? R E three. Oh, uh, 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 Carlos. Carlos. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Carlos. Uh, mod. There we go. Um, ben, stop being thirsty. Yes, there's a topless mod. There we go. If anybody an wants to play virtual fake person, well done. Yes, if anybody wants to play uh, with it, there is the mod. I've posted it in chat. Um, that's to make it incredibly enjoyable. Just make sure you're playing with two hands on the controller at all times. That's what I call mine as well. And to the dick sword. Uh, Vainsley, I'm going to be controversial and go with Resident Evil 5. as It was the first chance I had to get into the series. Even though the AI for your partner was off, I enjoyed it and the design of the bosses I felt at the time were well done. And how built Chris Redfield was. Speaking of virtual <laughs> men. Um, let's not talk about the boulder sequence. I don't even remember the boulder sequence. Is it a chasing? Is it like there. Tomb Raider style? I don't know. Maybe I didn't get to that That sounds bit. great. Or maybe I've just blocked it from my memory. Mm -hmm. uh, Brenda says, I don't like any horror games. I really dislike jump scares. It's stressful and not a good kind of adrenaline for me. Usually mm -hmm. when someone streams a horror game, I leave a lurk instead of actually watching because my heart cannot. So don't well, I'm going to be streaming Brenda in Phasmophobia. <laughs> I'm streaming Resident Evil Village when it comes out. That's going to be relaxing and uh, quiet <laughs> just expect a lot of lurks for that yeah well, i appreciate the lurks um Fine. but now i'm the same like i don't i don't like cheap scares like resident evil i find has a really interesting story and it's really intricately made with these clever puzzles like for example resident evil 2 remake is probably one of the best uses of a map like have you seen oh you, you've not played it well you, well, you watched well, your partner playing it <laughs> so yeah the map in the game when you've discovered everything in a room changes from red to gray or whatever it was but also like when you've where the locked doors are it'll coordinate what kind of lock or what kind of key you need and whether a door is open or is locked or unlocked there's just it's brilliant what they've done there and i really three remake i didn't finish three remake even though it's really short i just played one stream of it and i, I will finish it at some point um that one didn't really take as much from 2 Remake because it sounds like they were maybe kind of making that when 2 Remake was being released and maybe they weren't quite sure of how it was going to be done. But yeah, now the way that they've done 2 Remake, if they do a third person, brand new third person game in future, which who knows they might do if they run out of games to remake or if they decide to just go they for something eventually. completely fresh, <laughs> then hopefully they'll copy 2 Remake because there's just so many cool ideas from that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paul says the best horror games that he played best horror game he played uh dead by daylight where you can be a killer or a survivor um i get jump i get tons of jump scares from myers either playing him or against him uh resident evil games love and hate them at the same time um and slender the eight pages scary good fun till the end sent tingles down my spine each page i found never heard of that game but i'm gonna mm. go look it up yeah uh, if it's well is this by the same person that recommended dead by daylight all right, we know you don't like Dead by Daylight. And so I'm not a massive fan, but like I'm happy to play it. Really? Yeah. 
better than Siege. Um, Ollie Ray says, if you like horror games and jump scares, I urge anyone to buy Find Yourself on Steam. It's only £7 or so, but it absolutely terrified me. I was genuinely shaking at some points, and the playstyle is so good. I also have been absolutely loving Phasmophobia since its release. Yes. Not exactly the scariest game, but it does catch me off guard often and makes me jump. Yeah, Phasmophobia is different because there's no real story, as far as I'm aware. But it's just kind of goofing, goofing around with your friends, like ghost hunting. Yep. Lots of love for Phasmophobia and Dead by Daylight. Uh, Mr. Wibble also says System Shock is one of the sci-fi horror action games that has a special place in my heart. It was the first time I got to fight a rogue AI that has taken over a space station and threatens to wipe out all of humanity in a number of ways. That I, I think uh, the people who made that um, went on to make Bioshock. So System Shock is a game that I definitely have my eye on. Why can't I talk today? I've Phasmophobia. I've my eye on for a while. Okay. Phasmophobia, I've just remembered. Thank you, Gemma, for reminding me. Phasmodphobia is coming back with cams. So you'll be able to see me playing Phasmophobia with mods. Um, so that'll be fun. Very nice. Very nice. And then last off, Annie says that her favorite horror game will always be Silent Hill 2. The atmosphere, the music, the story, it's all perfect. Never had a game set me on edge quite like this one. I have never played a Silent Hill game, and I really want to. But I want to go back and play like one and two um, at some point. Because I think, from what I understand, Silent Hill is much more psychological than jump scary. And that sounds much more interesting. So I definitely want to give that a go at some point. All right. So, um, for some reason, we're dropping a few frames. So uh, we'll probably call it a night there. Um, Ed, thank you very much. How do we find you? You can find me on social media at ed underscore knights with an N, or you can read some writing at Pink News. Yes, Pink News. And uh, you have an article coming up at some point, don't you? Just just the one article. Just the one, a very exciting one. <laughs> I've got a few articles coming up. Uh, yes, no, I've one at the weekend I've written about the use of the Pepe emote and why streamers are choosing to ban it. So hopefully that will be of interest to lots of people. Hmm. I imagine it will. I'm really looking forward to it as well. I'm really looking forward to reading it, and uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go in with an open mind. I have watched the documentary on it, but I'm going to read what you've said on it, and uh, and then we will uh, we'll determine whether. Well, hopefully, I'll be able to pass it on to people who use it all the time, and be like, "Hey, look, have a look." Well, I've got some quotes from lots of wonderful streamers, so you might see some familiar faces as well. Brilliant. Okay, yeah, and if you uh, you already always already see, I can't speak as well. Contagious already, probably already <laughs> follow me on uh, Twitch TV slash Biggest Benis. I'm also well. You can also find Split the Screen on splitthescreen.com and it will uh, tell you where to go and uh, you know subscribe to us on either Spotify, iTunes, or whatever RSS reader you use. So, thank you very much. Do you, want, do you want to do the little finale thing? Well, you always get it wrong, so I guess I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> See you all next week. Be, be there, there or, or be, be split. split.